Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, how are you? This is the Rooted Wife Podcast, and today um, I wanted to dive in and talk about how there's a piece of the Bible, a piece of scripture that has always been misconstrued and taken so heavily out of context, it's not even funny. Um, and it's regarding marriage and it's (laughs) that wives should submit to their husbands. And I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you've heard this before. And so people use this little piece and they always say like, oh my gosh, as if like, see, I'm not even going to read the rest of the book because he's telling us to submit. Like, what are we dogs or something? This is people's first reaction without, you know diving deeper into the entire message and um, without having the context um, of the Bible, they come from their their um, preconceived ideas already, right? Of what submission means because a lot of people believe that that is a negative or something bad that you shouldn't be doing. Um, because again, submission takes vulnerability and, um, and that's hard for people to do because people fear the unknown. Um, but anyways, so going back to scripture, I just want to read it for you guys actually, because it's quite beautiful if you read it in context. So it says, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the house. Sorry. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and as himself, its savior. And now it also says, Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Now, if you just stop there, you're like, what? What the heck? Where's his half? Okay, well, it's coming up. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish that is like that is beautiful and if you stop and you think about how these words are even coming together they are so nurturing and caring sanctify cleanse her with the word it's about nurturing caring loving protecting for your wife in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as christ does the church You guys, 
Is that not perfection? That's literally, I almost feel like, the deepest desires that women have and what they, what they um, crave from their partners or their spouses in how to be taken care of. And so that's why it always confuses me why we don't look to the Bible and look to scripture for um, guidance and a reference point because it is probably the, the one of the most beautiful ways that you could live your life. And now for me, like for myself, it is the way... I have to live my life and I know that I need to, right? Just because of my own convictions. But for other people who are maybe not convicted at all and maybe just like tipping their, um, you know, dipping their toe in the waters, it's very um, easy to find correlations about your life and your experiences and scripture in the Bible and how to combat certain things that you're going through and how to maybe properly go through them and how to be in relationships and in marriage. And now if everybody took that entire piece of the scripture and went into marriage with those eyes, I think we would probably have a lot less divorce. But the lenses that we typically go into marriage now, if you look around on Instagram or social media or anywhere, it's a lot of um, glitz and glam and showboating and what looks the best, right? And everyone wants the picture, everyone wants that experience, but do they want the words? Because the words and the action that come after all of it are very, very profound. It is profound. This is huge. And I think we've watered it down as a society. And then people find themselves in marriages. And they've never um, really thought of certain things. You know, they've never really thought of their convictions and their foundations and their morals and their values and the true way that they want to live their life because then you have children and and then maybe you guys have different views on that and all of these little things cause rifts and divisions in your relationship your marriage and your family life Especially if you're not going to have a foundation um, that binds you. So, for instance, like when I was going through turmoil in my own marriage, um, if we had not been founded on the principles of God and we didn't pray and ask um, God to change us in the ways that we need to be changed so that our marriage would be successful it wouldn't have happened because we would have just stayed inside of our our selfishness and we probably would have been like poof i don't need this bye but there's so much collateral damage that comes from that and a lot of lost fruits quite frankly because um hindsight is 2020 i get to look back now and i get to see what i get to 
enjoy now having that foundation of scripture and shedding my earthly selfishness and my my looking glass and seeing it from a different perspective I have been able to enjoy my life so much more I've been able to fall in love with my life more with my husband more my children and there is more of a flow and intentionality I finally feel intentionally full and fed and so I think sometimes it's easy to pick certain pieces of scripture and um you know, want to throw it away because it doesn't fit our looking glass, but it wasn't meant to fit ours. We were supposed to change our looking glass, right? Because a lot of times the way that we go into looking at marriage or relationships is unhealthy. It's very rare to find people who start off relationships with healthy mentalities, mindsets, um, behaviors, all of that type of stuff, right? Because we all got our stuff. And so if we all got our stuff and we're not willing to, as it says, submit to your own husband And for your husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Right? Like, you guys, that's big stuff. That's deep commitment. And there's a there's basis, a foundation in the Bible for marriages. Nine times out of ten, the people who I have seen come out of some terrible things and their marriages have just thrived, they're, the common denominator in every single one is God and prayer. They have all gotten down on their knees. Because there comes a point sometimes in marriage when it can get so bad that you need the Holy Spirit, right? Like you need Jesus to come down and save and fix it because it is so bad that like you two can't figure it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I say all of this to say that um, read the whole bit don't just you know jump on the bandwagon with the taking little pieces here and there and especially when it comes to marriage because I mean you guys there's so much hidden gems in there it's not even funny and uh, and you will just even just for yourself on how to love your partner better how to love yourself better how to um, release things that you're holding on to And 
why wouldn't we want to do that right like that's kind of what we're striving for and it's free it doesn't cost thousands and thousands of dollars and uh it's funny because i i um me and my husband actually went to a counselor once and it was like 293 dollars for like 45 minutes and she told us to like draw a boat and then she told us to draw circles in the boat and in the circles it was like our issues right the things that we were dealing with and she goes now see all of these holes your boat is sinking the water is getting inside and that was it and I was like I looked at my husband and I was like all right so we left and I'm like we know our boat is sinking (laughs) clearly that's why we're here and spent 293 dollars to um feel no better (laughs) but just more broke right uh needless to say we started reading scripture together uh we started doing our own um insight journeys on how we could be better partners how we could be better for to ourselves right um love your partner as you would love yourself and so with that i hope you guys resonated maybe took something from it and um yeah i truly believe that if you and your partner um truly want to stay together you truly want your relationship to work but you guys are having a hard time on how to come together and work through those things a great meetup spot is is god he's a great uh, mediator i'm telling you and he's not biased so little by little you journal you read scripture you see you see the ways in which that you can change and you start from there and honestly it becomes a ripple effect when you start changing and you start becoming the person that you would like to even be with naturally your partner will see those things and it kind of starts to soften them a bit. You know what I mean? It gets that, it gets it going at least. And um, conversation is key. I stayed silent for so many years, you guys, and it's such a disservice to your marriage. Do not do it. Do not stay silent. Um, no, no, no. You need to speak. No one else is going to speak for you. It's a two-way street. You're a team. You work together. That's what you got to do. If you hustle at your job, you got to hustle in your marriage. All right. That is all for now. Um, Stay blessed. Stay well. Sorry about my voice. It's a little bit off. I am just getting over a cold that I had. Um, So, yes, I hope you guys have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're doing. (laughs) All right. Bye.